Palmer again with time. Now loses time. He is back. Jeff Holman came free and really accelerated. And Palmer, who looked like he had all night, didn't. The wide receivers, Joey Kent, 13 catches last week against Arkansas. The offensive line, this is a very good line. They have done some switching around. Lehman goes from tackle to guard. And also on the inside, Jeff Smith goes from right guard to center. Bubba Miller moves from center to right guard. Tennessee to throw on first down. Right over the middle. They've got Kent open, and he breaks him into the secondary. He needs a block, and he couldn't go the distance. Touchdown, Tennessee. 80 yards. Good evening, everybody. Welcome you to the, the Cold World Podcast brought to you by Blue Water Climate Control. You can check them out at bluewaterclimatecontrol.com. And if you can see me, I'm smiling. I already we had some conversations off camera. I'm, re I'm really excited today um, talking to another one of my brothers, another one, a person that, you know, I definitely, definitely hold in high regard, somebody that, you know, I looked up to while I was there, somebody that, you know, took me under their wing and looked out for me and was, was really... To, to be the type of person he was, a really a, a good big brother to a lot of us, to all of us there. Um, he really, really needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway, just, just because he deserves it. And it, it, like th this, I, there's a lot of things that we can say about him, but I think this really sums it all up. He is the, the, the all-time leader in catches, yards, and touchdowns at the University of Tennessee. So you can, everybody knows what comes with that. We know who played at the University of Tennessee. We know, and that was over 20 years ago that we're talking about, he still holds that record. And he is a, not only a Tennessee legend, he's an SEC legend. I want to in introduce to you, Joey J.K. Kent. Say what's up, my brother. Hey, I appreciate you guys for having me, man. It's a pleasure pleasure to be on the show man I appreciate all the kind words you said man it, it's embarrassing a little bit you know <laughs> I mean it's, it really is and it's it's something that you know when I first got there obviously I, I never thought that you know I would leave there being an all-time leading receiver and and you know have this you know all these accolades but it's a you know it's an honor it's an honor it's a and, and, and I want to circle back on something that, you know, that I said up top. And then so we, we played with a lot of, you know, different people. And we, you know, some, some people were cool, some others were not. But for somebody who was accomplished as you were to, again, be the, the humble, down to earth, you know, caring type person, being a teammate that you were, man, that's, that says something. And, you know, we, we, we've seen people who aren't that way, who, who weren't as accomplished. And so, and that sticks, you see, that, that still sticks with me after all these years. So that, that says a lot about you just as a person. You know, we know what you did on the football field, but just as a person and, and, and to this day, you know, watching you from afar, just appreciating the type of person, you know, that you are and what you become, so. Man, I appreciate that, man. I, I, I really attribute that to my, you know, my parents and my upbringing. You know, my parents taught me to, you know, treat everybody kind and, and, you know, when you when somebody leaves, when you leave the room, have that person say something nice about you. Right. And, and those relationships that we built, you know, from 20, 25 years ago and tre just treating people right. Right. Just treating people with a, a good spirit, man. Those those relationships still go a long way. And people think highly of you and, you know, and us and um, because of the, the way we treated people back then. Good, man. So, cool. so how you been doing, man? Just just in general, before we get into these questions and everything else, man, just how you been doing, man? 
I've been great, man. Um, just busy. You know, it's it's a crazy time. You know, with you know, I, I started a business during COVID, which is which is crazy. Um, have two kids. I have a 17 year old daughter. She's a junior in high school, so she she's very active athletically. Um, have a son that's that's in eighth grade. He's he's very active too. Married. Um, have a day to day job as a therapeutic area manager for a pharmaceutical company. So. It's busy, um, but I'm blessed. You know, I'm blessed, man. Have really good friends, family. Um, I, I can't ask for anything more. Just um, I'm blessed, man. I appreciate you asking that. So, so quick question. I know your son plays on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Did they get the W last night? Did they, win they got the last W night? last night. That was their first win. <laughs> that was their first win of the season. Perfect time. <laughs> I know they're Perfect one time. and one and four. Um, he plays for. Uh, he plays basketball. Um, he's a little, he's a point guard and he's, um, he's pretty tough. He's okay, man. It's, it's, it's so much fun watching him compete and watching your kids play and, um, and trying to instill in them, you know, just the, the level of competition and the level of effort that you need to, to display on a, on, on a kind of game to game basis. Right. So it's just, it's been yeah. so much fun, man. I, I love watching my kids play. I love watching, like I never miss their games because it's something that I really enjoy. Right. Does your daughter play sports too? Yeah, she does, man. She's um she's running indoor track right now, and she oh, plays soccer. Track, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So she she's doing that right now, and um she plays soccer too. So um she she's she's I think she's more athletic than me, but she's she's such a good girl, really sweet, very smart. Um, just love her to death, man. That's cool. That's cool. And, and one question I ask because I know with um. A lot of my, a lot of our friends, a lot of our teammates. You know, I talk to you know, Big Cat, others. They have, yeah. especially the, you know, the ones that have sons. They don't play football. And it's like I don't, I don't know. Does your son play football too? And I think is his is by design. I don't think he and a lot. I hear this a lot to where they're not they're absolutely not making them play it. They're trying to kind of put other stuff in yeah. front of them. And if they eventually later on want to get to it and play, they let them play. What's your how's how do you feel about that with your son? Yeah, man, I was really surprised. So he started when he was what? He started when he was ten, and so his um, his basketball coach, the coach that he he's been playing with, um, you know, in the rec league for the past, I guess four, yeah, four years. Um, he coached his football team, and so he came to me. Like the coach came to me first. It's like, hey, I you know, I see your son. I I, I think he could be you know really good on the football field. Blah blah blah. He's athletic. And I was like, I'm the wrong person you need to try to convince, man. I, yeah. I said, I appreciate, you. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you asking me first, but you yeah. need to talk to my wife. And I, yeah. I really assumed, I, seriously, I really assumed that she would say, no way. Like, no yeah. way that I would let my son play. Um, but she trusted him. And, and she knew that I held him in, in high regard as far as his knowledge. He's going to take care of kids. He had a he was putting together a team where there was there was like really just first and second year guys on the team. Yeah. So he put those guys together, and um, man, he's been enjoying it. Man, he plays receiver and he plays um defensive back. Yeah. We watch football all the time. He enjoys it. Um, he has talent. I mean, he really does. He I tell him this all the time because we, you know, especially during the summer. We like he asked me to work out. Like he asked me to run routes and go to the field and all that good stuff. And and that that's something I really enjoy doing because 
I don't make him do it. Like he wants to do it. And we put together a, a group of boys this summer, probably about eight to 10 boys, two times a week. And we just, we work. And these are boys that wanted to get out and work. Right. And so he is so far advanced than I was when, when I was his age, I didn't know how to run routes. I didn't know concepts. <laughs> I didn't know why I was doing this. Um, but it's 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 fun, man. It's just to kind of teaching him the nuances of the position, watching football, teaching him situational football. Why I ask him questions in the game, like why do you think they did that? Why? Wh- so what what coverage do you think that was? Why why do you think he should should that guy have caught the ball like this or like this? So we we have these conversations all the time, and it's it's so much fun. Man. I'm enjoying like fatherhood so much, man. It's just. Just having these, you know, conversations with your kids. Now, you know, they're 14, 17. You can have these different type of conversations yeah. versus when they're, Absolutely. you know, six or seven, yeah. right? You can yeah. you can start having different conversations, man. And it's so much fun to um to be a dad. So you you said fun. I think I counted nine, ten times just then. And I think especially with your kid, because I see it so much with youth, youth sports right now. Well, kid, you know, parents are making kids play. They're forcing mm-hmm. them and dragging them around the country playing. And if it's not fun, though, you, as long as he's having fun and mm-hmm. he's intrigued about the game, asking questions about the game. And if you have to take your – I used to tell my daughter, I can't want it for you more than you want it for yourself. Absolutely. If Absolutely. you're not – if I have to come to you, take you to work out, ask you if you want to do whatever it is, then this may not be for you. I tried to get her to quit a couple of times. I, I tested her plenty of times. It was like you don't want it. Just quit. Just give it up. Just put hang your hang your spikes up, and um, and it has to be fun. You don't want it to be drudgery for you. If you don't have a passion for it, if you don't love it, don't do it. And you know, especially, especially times, football you know, too, though. You football, know, it, it's not. You can get hurt, especially in a sport where you, if you're out there going half ass, you're going through the motions, yeah. you can get hurt. That's not a sport that you do half heartedly, and you tell people that you you don't do it. But I I, I love the fact that he's doing something he loves. And he has a resource, like you said, he, he's, he's more advanced than you. Probably, you know, he has, it's some of this genetics, but some of that he has a resource to bounce stuff off of. He has a all-time leading receiver to ask questions, to show him how to run routes, to do whatever. But he has to want to pick your brain with that. A lot of people have resources. We see great athletes with kids who either don't love it, don't want it. And, you know, that's great that he has that resource and that that both of you are having fun. There's nothing like you said as a parent, seeing your kid have fun and be successful at something that they're passionate about that they love to do. Yeah, man. man. Yeah, man. It it took, it took a while, especially on the, on the football side, because, you know, he's still a kid when we first started, like he's you no, know, I'm I'm trying to teach him how to you know break down and burst and run routes, and he's looking at me like, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <you know? laughs> why, like, why, like, what, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, right, right. So it took him a little while to buy in that you know he finally realized that I do kind of know what I'm talking about a little bit, well, and, yeah. and once and once he started having success you know, using some of the things that, that we work on, that's when he bought it. And that's when he, that's when it's fun. Right? It's all right to pull out, like, son, I'm the all time. You pull it out. You start pulling out your, your trophies and you start pulling out. So like, I, they didn't give me that. This is in the participation trophy. I know what I'm talking about. You know, that's yeah. like my daughter used to tell me she had something hurt. She's like, but you just don't know how it is. I'm like, I had 10 surgeries. Yeah. What you mean? <laughs> I don't know how it is. 
I played a demanding position. I, 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 I practiced with a broken hand, a, a broken wrist, or whatever. They didn't miss practice. They put a ball on that thing. So you're telling me I don't know how it is to play hurt. But, you know, that's that's being young and being, you know, having to go through it. So we've, we've all been there. You know, we've all been there looking at our parents like they didn't go through what we, we you, know, <laughs> right. you know. So we, 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 we've right. all done it. Like, like our parents weren't young too at, at at a certain point, you know, right? And you have to let them live it, and you have to let them, you know that, that experience is the best teacher. And then they start; they remember that you said so after they go through it. They remember what you said. My daughter just had surgery, you know. She it, actually COVID is was downtime for her. She, How old is your daughter, man? She is a junior at Virginia Tech right now. She had um just had surgery on her patella, and um, wow. you know she's using this time to you know she jumpers knee. She's a jumper. Um, she was a sprinter jump, but now she just jumps, and you know it just kind of started to give her a lot of problems. And I told her, use this as a, this this is a terrible situation we're in. You know, people can't compete, people, you know, it's it's ser more serious than sports, but you have an opportunity to get yourself together, you know, with class and get ahead and that, and then take care of your body. And then when the opportunity does come back, you know, you're ready for whatever whatever that is, you know, to, to keep awesome, going. That's awesome, man, congratulations to you. I, I had yeah. no idea you had a daughter at Virginia Tech, man. That's, yeah. that's awesome, yeah. man. She's an engineering. She, right now, she's like interviewing for jobs and stuff, getting internships. And when you you say being so far advanced, she was. I don't. I don't know what the correct uh, light years, eons, or whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. From where I was when I was in the in middle school, ninth grade, she already knew in, in ninth grade she wanted to be an engineer. She's an engineering manager right now. I was just like, I just wanted. To, I, I didn't even. I just tried to get the class. I was just trying to I, get right to the next you, grade. I like. I didn't know what I wanted to do or what I wanted to be, how to get there. It was just, and she's just so far advanced as far as that goes and try, you know, just give her resources and let her, you know, not to smother her, let her, you know, do her own thing, but be that support there for her. But yeah. I, I, I totally get it, man. My, my daughter's the same way. She's, she's extremely bright, man, but you know, she's, so I'm going through what you've been through, I guess, what, three or four years ago. Like, mm -hmm. you know, she's heading into her senior year in the fall you know, of, of high school. So every single day, I'm trying to take advantage of the day with her. Yeah. yeah. Because I know, because she's already said that she won't, she's not going to be, like, she doesn't want to go to school in Nashville. So she's going to go off to school somewhere, right? And you, you, you never get that time back, right? You, you, so, you just so, JK, when, when, when she leaves, it's just like, you, you're right. You're doing the right thing right now as far as being seeing her as much as you can because what, she just came home um, you know, a little bit for during the break. They don't have much of right. a break. She's but she she went back to school. She has an apartment. She stayed here for a little while and it's like she's gone again. She she's not used to she's used to having her yeah, own yeah. space. Absolutely. And, you know, Absolutely. Her mom, especially that. her mom. I understand kind of give her her mom smothers her, you know, right. purposely. <laughs> I try to I try to get close but give her her right. space. And then it's just like she's like, I'm out of here. I love y'all. Like I'm I'm gone. I, I, I totally and, um, get it, man. Yeah. I, I'm in that phase, and, you know, obviously in a different phase because she's still in high school, but man, she if she gives me five minutes or she gives me 10 minutes or 30 minutes, I'm taking it. It's golden. I'm taking it. It's golden. It is golden because even so before before COVID and she would come home, she would get here, drop her bag. She was going to see her friends. She goes, it was, she was just zipping around. She's like, 
we're just the ATM. You come back, we need money. She, she come hug. Love y'all. Gotta go. Bye. Right, right, but it's right, just, right. you know, it's the they they eventually come. They're, you know, we've been told they'll come back, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they come back around. They gotta go, they gotta go off and find themselves and, and become them. Absolutely. You know, the person Absolutely. we raised. And we just trusting that we did the right thing with her, raised her the right way. Um, just gave her the opportunities and resources, and you know, she'll come back. That's awesome, man. I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, the future of what she's going to do and what, you know, how she develops. But um, right now I'm just trying to just take, take advantage of the time yeah. I, I have with yeah. her every day. Smart man. Smart man. So it just, so, you know, kind of pivoting just a little bit. So you, we, we know, we talked a little bit about, you know, mentioned again, all time leading receiver at the University of Tennessee. You, you obviously, had a great career there. You know, you, you know, your freshman year, you came out, you had, you had 20 yards of catch, uh, had five touchdowns. And I think you, you had a really, really solid sophomore year. And I know over your last two years is when, you know, you, you killed it. And I got to see some of that myself personally, you know, over a thousand yards, two years, 16, 17 touchdowns over two years. But that's that's a lot to, to accomplish. <laughs> you, we know what it's stacked up to. But for me personally, when I think about, Joey Kent, I think about JK, I think about your career. It's really, it's like one, one catch, one game. And you know, that's when I think about it, I automatically come to that because I know where I was standing. I know who I was standing there with. We're standing there, you know what I'm talking, 95. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game because I, I came, we, by that time, I think we had lost what? 10 years, 10 straight. We had beat one. So we had a tie in there somewhere, but we had We had a tie. We had a tie in 92. 92, 92, I think. Yeah,对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对
really like that summer of my junior year, like I would literally go to sleep, like thinking about how it would feel to be Alabama. Like that's how important it was. Like I, I, I would literally, like I would think about how campus would be, how the strip would be, how, you know, I, all those thoughts would go to, through my head because, you know, at that time we, we just, we didn't, we had the, we had the talent to beat them, right? During those yeah. years, but yeah. you know, Things happen and we would lose the game. And um, but obviously that, that game was really important to me being from Huntsville. Um, they Alabama did recruit me. Um, they recruited me as a safety though. So in high school, I played both ways, right? So yeah, um that's right. I, I did not want to play defense in college. Um, but I had to, you know, I I was pretty successful in high school at, at safety, you know, caught a few picks and made a couple of tackles here and there. Um, but I remember going down to to um, on a, I guess, an unofficial visit. It might have been a, yeah, unofficial visit. And I sat, it might have been an official visit then. So I, I, I was sitting in Coach Stalin's office and he was saying, you know, he was kind of projecting, you know, what he wanted me to play. He was like, you know, son, I, I think, um, I don't think you can play receiver here at Alabama. I, I think you, um, you're better suited um, as a safety. And once he said that, I wasn't going to Alabama anyway because I never yeah. liked Alabama, right? So I, I <laughs> okay. never was an Alabama yeah. fan. So I, I wasn't going out there anyway. I just wanted to go and just yeah. you just just go and see what it was all about. But once he said that, that was it. That was it. You know that that was. I, it. He, I think he was wrong. I think he was wrong with that assessment. He was a little bit <laughs> off with, with the, his the assessment. Because Stallings was a little off. Yeah. And the funny part about that, we were at a. Um, it was after my senior year at, at the quarterback club um, dinner in Birmingham, and we were sitting, we were, we sat right beside each other, and <laughs> and and we were um, kind of talking about the you know the ninety five ninety six game. He was like, "Son, I think I was wrong on that." <laughs> <laughs> so hey, we, we he was, at least he was that. a good he was a good sport right, about it, man. Right, right. It was right. it was a good sport about it. But yeah, man. So so just talking about that game, though, JC, man, I don't know if you remember, we just had a really good week of practice, too. We like, did. We did. You know, it, just the confidence level, the game plan. I mean, people always talk about that first play. And, yeah, you know, that, that was a huge momentum swing and mm -hmm. it gave us a lot of confidence. But people don't talk a lot about how well you guys play defensively, man. I mean, I, I, I tell people this all the time. That particular game, that particular night, we could have beat anybody in the country. The way yeah. offensive offense play, defense, and special teams too, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I I'm I'm honored. Like I'm like I'd never. I mean, that was like a dream come true to score against Alabama in, in like a meaningful score, right? That was like something yeah. that I would dream about and think about how that would feel and to do it on the first play of the of the game and really kickstart that game, man. It's like you can't make that up. You know, a, a kid from Huntsville, um, playing at Legion Field, my gr my great grandmother lived across the street in the projects. Like I would like my my family is from Birmingham. My mother and yeah. father is originally from Birmingham. They, and that's what I remembered about that ride in was like the scene coming in. Yeah, that's what yeah. I so my, my mother and father are from Birmingham. They, um, my father ended up going to Alabama A&M, played football, ended up coaching and teaching there. Mom is originally from Birmingham, went to Miles College in, in Birmingham and, and um, got a master's at um, Alabama A&M. So that's how they met. And that's how we ended up, you know, 
that's how I was born and raised in Huntsville. But our my extended family, cousins, aunts, uncles were Birmingham, like lived in Birmingham. So we would go down there, you know, spend summers down there sometimes, like a couple few weeks during the summer and just and just be with my cousins. And we would go to my great grandmother's house and she lived in those projects across the street. And I would walk out, you know, in the in the yard and look at the stadium. Wow. Like I would literally, <laughs> you know, like look at That's the stadium. Crazy. And in the in the crazy part, I, and I spent a lot of time in Legion Field too because my father was again he was a, he played at Alabama A and M, coached at Alabama A&M, Alabama A and M, and taught there. And so there's this game called the Magic City Classic. So it's Alabama A and M against Alabama State. Yeah. It's, back then, both of them were in the SWAC, I believe. But it's an annual game, so we would go to that game every year. Like ever since I remember, like. You know, when I was five years old up until high school, we would go to that game. So I spent time in the stadium, never in a million years thought, you know, that I will be playing at, in that stadium on that type of platform and making a play across the street from where I used to, as a kid, walk out and look at the stadium and kind of dream like, man, I wish, you know, one day maybe I would play in that stadium. So all those emotions, man, of, of um that night I, and what I remember the most is you know the plays that we made offensively defensively but the best feeling was was the locker room that locker room that like, locker room the the, the, the first, first the field celebration I just remember just hugging and just being so just so happy not not for myself like you know obviously you know it was I was you know, it gave me a satisfied feeling that, you know, I was a part of something that that ended a streak and that was so important to Tennessee people. But I was so happy for the seniors that yeah, yeah. that went yeah. through so much and they, that was their last shot at it, right? That was, I was happy for them. I was happy for Coach Fulmer. I was happy for all the Tennessee folks that that were around before me you know, the former players, just fans, like, and then once we got in that locker room, man, I, you know, I've been in a lot of locker rooms. I, you know, I was in the AFC championship locker room that, you know, that won and went to, been in a lot of locker rooms, man, but that, and, yeah. and obviously yeah. you can, you can speak toward the celebration because <laughs> I was in that national championship locker room too. Um, and just, just that feeling is, is, is crazy. Just being, you know, kind of fly on the wall. But being mm-hmm. a part of that locker room that night, it was, it was just, so, it's like, it's like joy. Like, you it, know? It, it's you, 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 you physically see joy. Like I, you, it's hard to, to explain to people when you can see, when you're, when you're as happy, when you see other people happy, it's like, you're happy yourself, but you know, the fans are happy. You know, people at home are happy. You know, it's just like, it was a weight lifted off of hundreds of thousands, yeah. like a lot of people. Yeah. And you, yeah. You being a part of that, like you said, you named all the people that you, you that you do it for, your teammates, your coaches, like everybody, everybody said that locker room, you can't, you can't obviously explain that to anyone. You have to be in that moment to truly, truly get it, to understand what that feels like. Um, because it, well, one of the things, especially with, you know, with, with the locker room saying that, you know, because, you know, you have the song. How did right. you, because you being at home, because I know every time we, we, we go beat South Carolina, 
we start singing the song, they immediately look at me. You know what I'm saying? We don't, for everybody who does not know, it's the we don't give a damn about give a damn, so we right. beat someone. I, I was, we don't give I was, a damn I was, about I was probably the singing state. it the loudest, man. I was probably singing right. it the loudest. That, look, like, you could give me a camera, you could give me a mic right, right now. I, I don't. <laughs> I, right. I was probably singing it the loudest because I, um, again, man, I knew what that game meant to a lot of people and um, and I, what it what it meant to me. And it was such a good feeling, man. And, um, it's something that, you know, you think about from time to time and, you know, just you think about your teammates and, you know, and, you know, why you did it back then. And, you know, obviously a lot of years have passed, but there's nothing like a locker room. The, the cigar. Not, well, and that's the thing we talk about because people and I, I, Riggs and like other people, we give different answers. You ask me if I miss football. Like, hell no, I don't miss no, football no, itself. No, no, I don't miss who, like, what crazy person is going to actually miss that is what I tell people. I miss the locker room. I miss yeah. the dorm. I miss the, yeah. and that yeah. one time a year where you get to ride the bus to either Nashville or to Kentucky and yeah, yeah. like you're in high school again and you get to joke around. You miss that stuff. Nobody. Or, or, the, or, the, or the trips to the, uh, to the movies and the joking, the, the joking session. I, I listen, the- that is, so that whole, like, the, okay. Catfish is, you've heard several people talk about this, and it's that hall where you go by the cafeteria where the mailboxes were. Yeah. That before we load up to go to the movies, that little area it was just it was a comedy, it was a comedy show. session yeah. hall. It was somebody, somebody was gonna come it, down with something, it, that something they right. so it got so bad to the because a lot of us we, we come from. I know I probably came out one time with some purple jeans or something. You know, I'm from this, I'm yeah. from South Carolina, man, your country. Yeah, but yeah. you know, they started giving the fun to, to to clean it up a little bit. But even <laughs> still, it's like your belt on too tight, your pants up too high, your shirt something. Like you see people stand on the wall looking, and you can you can tell when somebody has them in their sights. And for everyone that said this was good-hearted fun. No, yeah, no, man, nobody, just, nobody just, was making that kind of fun, but it was so funny. And like people would give it and take it. And it was just, you know, you had to have a certain amount of toughness to get it. Cause you, you would you go crawl in the hole? It's like, right, oh, you give right. it back. And yeah. That's, that's what I, I agree with you, man. I, I, I don't miss football because you, when you think about it now, the funny thing about football is like when you're in it, like, like now when I, like obviously, I live in Nashville, so you you run across some Titans every now and then, or or yeah. some some Vanderbilt guys or, or whatnot, and you see how big they are, and you like, man, that guy's big, right? Like like so, like, like, <laughs> like like we didn't play like, but when we're right. in it, we're so used to seeing a, a guy that's yeah. that's six six. 280 pounds as ripped, and, and it's like it's nothing. It becomes like, it's, it's normalized. It's it, normal. It, so. It's that for me, but it's also like, and I don't get it as much anymore. It used to, it used to happen like July, August every year. That smell. You're so conditioned that you get that, that smell, smell. You get that feeling. It's, mm-hmm. It starts to dissipate over time. But like now, if I'm in, it's August and I go outside and I walk to the car and it's a hundred degrees out here. I'm like, damn. How the hell did we hot? do this? How the yeah. hell? I, I, I lost 13 pounds. In a morning practice one time, I had that because we had to hydrate 70, 75% of it back to go out there every day, do this two times a day, just a car wreck over and over and over. You gotta be kind of crazy to to do it. You 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 do do, have to be crazy to do it. You do so, you know. It, it's something would I change it? Absolutely not. I would do it again a million times the way I did it. 
but 100%. it was for that time period. It was what it was, and I absolutely got the best out of it. And this is kind of leading me to, you know, what my conver- the conversation. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit. What that leads to, just we know all the things that come with it. You know, all the accolades that come with it, all the relationships, all the fun that comes with it, the joy, the pain, everything that comes with it. But when it stops, when you take the cleats off, and when you start to transition. So with for you, and I know that you, again, capped off a great career at the University of Tennessee. Second round pick of the, it, they were still, it was with the Tennessee Oilers, Titans, but like, it, it, they were still in the Tennessee transition. Oilers. They were Tennessee, Tennessee Oilers. Oilers for a bit. So yeah, the Tennessee Oilers, and you go out. So let, let's talk about that for a little bit. That transition and just, you know, going from, like I said, that, that, was, that was the mountain top. So let, let's talk about yep. how, yep. Yeah, man, I I appreciate you asking about that, man, because um, so a lot of people don't know this. Like my senior year, like halfway through my senior year, I, I strained my hamstring pretty badly. And so I didn't practice a lot my senior year and just finished off the season. And um, I decided because I was only a semester away from from graduating. So I, was, I, I had to make the decision on whether or not just to stop school and go off and train somewhere, get healthy, get, you know, all that good stuff, or stay in school, rely on the trainers at Tennessee, try to get as healthy as possible, and um, really train for the for the draft. But with my hamstring, I I really couldn't train like I wanted to. Like I and plus I was trying to finish school and I ended up graduating. But really the first and not not a lot of people know this, the, the first time I ran a full speed 40. Because I went to the combine, didn't work out because I wasn't healthy, right. right? So I did all the interviews and all that good stuff. But the first time I went through a workout or ran a full speed full speed forty was at 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 the workouts in Knoxville at the pro at the pro day at the pro day. <laughs> and I, I I ran I I just remember like man I don't know what's gonna happen I might run out of my hamstring because you know I I just I never ran at full speed I would run but not, never ran at full speed because I was scared that I would injure it more and then it would put me back further so i ended up running a 443 at at the um in knoxville and i always kind of think about you know if i was completely health, healthy what would i have ran and how that changed you know you know trajectory of my draft stats and all that good stuff but fast forward was drafted in the um in the second round 47th pick of the tennessee Oilers and you know, at the time, you know, it was a it was a perfect situation. Like I'm standing in Tennessee, fan base, um, Steve McNair, you know, up and coming team, you know, moving to moving to Nashville. And um, but again, I was still dealing with this injury. So went through training camp, didn't do um well. I, I just didn't do well because I wasn't myself, right? And when you when you're when you're injured and you don't have the confidence in your body. Yeah. Um, that combination is never good. And so my first, my rookie year was just, it was, it was, it was bad. It was, it was a wash for me. And then that, that second year, I, you know, I started getting my footing a little bit better. Um, confidence in my body. My, I was getting a lot healthier. Second game of the, uh, might've been second or third game of the year. I was, I just remember going on a, like a nine route and it, it grabbed again. I was like, even I was going to start that week. Like, that was the week I was going to start, right? <laughs> and so it grabbed again. And, and um, you know, I, I played four years, 
you know, I, I, you know, you always think about, you know, what have, could have, should have, and what if this would have happened. You know, I, I'm blessed. You know, I'm blessed to um to be drafted, you know, in you know in the second round by the Tennessee Oilers. Obviously, I wish my career would have have gone better. Um, you know, I, I I felt like, and we talked about this too before. I felt like I, you know, I disappointed myself, right? And I, I disappointed my family. I disappointed my school disappointed you guys like I, I would all that stuff was going on in my mind especially the first three years here in Tennessee because I was so visible it, it, you so, know let me different. ask you a question with that do you think that I know you said there was a comfort level staying in the state of Tennessee do you think that played a part in, in some of the pressure and some of what you may have felt like when you were injured and then 100%. Some of the, the, yeah 100% because that you know you don't want to you don't want you don't want to have, I guess kind of lean on that or use that as, use that as a crutch, but I was I was never I wasn't nearly as explosive um, at any point in the NFL that I was in college, and and obviously you know the NFL is another level. You need that explosiveness, like you need that. You need that the separation to you. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was more explosive in college than I was in the NFL, and that combination is not good, right? And you know being so you know visible. And, you know, in the state, being in Nashville, um, I mean, obviously there's a lot of pressure, um, you know, pressure of being a second round pick, pressure of trying to live up to what you did in college and being so productive. Um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, I'm not saying it wasn't fun, but there were, there were some down times, man. There were some down times mentally. Um, from a mental standpoint, um, I enjoyed my time at, you know, had some good times and, you know, ended up playing in the Super Bowl and, you know, played on, developed some lifelong friends and all that good stuff. But it was, it wasn't the best time for me personally because of, of what I thought I should be doing on the football field and all those pressures and, and what I felt like I, you know, the type of player that I wanted to be at that point. And you said something now, and it just it triggered another thug. It just threw me back to another time. You know, I, we, a lot of us, you know, teammates and others played in the league. You know, I have, you know, friends that were in the league, and, and they I, I never talked to them, and they said, I'm going to practice or whatever. It's like, I'm going to work. And it, yeah. it, it was – I hear so many of them, and, and whether they outright just said it's not fun anymore or you could tell as, as somebody who talked to them a lot and as a friend – I could tell it wasn't fun anymore. And just the mental, yeah, there's a physical toll with that, but it was taking a mental toll on a lot of people and then the outside and family and other stuff that goes along with it. And then also, you know, you, you hear this, you hear this a lot from people. Right. And, and I get it. I, to, I totally get it. Like, cause especially with the amount of money that's being thrown around now, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, 20 years ago, it was, it was good money and it's still, you know, it's still good money, but especially the money that's being thrown around now, um, in NFL, you know, people say that, you know, I would sit the bench and make this and that. I get that, but not if you're a competitor, right? Not if you want to do well, right? right. Like the, the financial part was great. And I always, I always look at the financial part as a, as a blessing and as a, like a, like a kickstart for, you know, for where I am right now. Like I, that, I look at that as a blessing. But if you are a competitor and some somebody that cares about, you know, 
your teammates and cares about your team and you want to produce, you want to have production, mm -hmm. right? They, you, they right. bring you in and, you know, in college, they bring you in and professionally to produce. And when you can't do that, you feel like you letting yourself down, you, you let your teammates down, you feel like your teammates are looking at you a little bit differently. You know what I mean? It just, just, right. it's just, it's that aspect of it. You know, the comment about, you know, what you should just be basically they say you should just be happy, you know, making the money, sitting the bench, whatever. But you don't become you don't you're not as successful as a Joey Kent and you don't get picked in the second round and you don't do you don't stay on the team if you don't have some type of competitiveness and pride about what you're doing. That person is not going to just be complacent and, and satisfied with that. It's going to do something to you. And especially if you can't perform the way that you know you want to and can perform and then you're dealing with the, the other what people think on top of that it it can I can I can see how that can be a lot it, it, it was tough it was tough I played three years here with was released and, and the funny and I don't know how many people know this story so I was in I was released by um, the Titans made, made the team what was my after my I guess my fourth year but was released like that Sunday or Monday, whatever. And so um, flew out to Arizona uh, for the Cardinals. They they wanted to sign me. Like they said, we're going to, you know, we just want to bring you in, make sure you're healthy, blah, blah, blah. Um, but we're going to sign you. Um, that same night, I, I was in Arizona in the hotel, Indianapolis call, right? Uh, so the post call. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh, man, okay. All right. <laughs> right? Pay, pay, you know, um, and so I made the decision. I, I was talking to my agent. I was like, so, you know, what do you think I should do? Um, you know, should I, you know, obviously Arizona wants me. They flew me out here. They said they're going to sign me if everything kind of checks out. But I have this opportunity with um, with the Colts, you know, Peyton there, you know, all this good stuff, good team. And so I made the decision that I'm, I'm basically leaving Arizona and I'm flying to Indianapolis to, cause they were just going to sign me, no workout, nothing, just, just sign me. Um, but what, what I kind of didn't know is that a receiver went down like that same day. And that was the reason why they called. And, and once he, um, once he became healthy, it was probably about four or five weeks in the season. They brought him, like he made him active and, and then they released me. You know what I mean? So, you know, you, it's stuff like that that you kind of think about what if, like, what if I would have stayed in Arizona? You know, stuff like that that you, you know, you, I, you know, you think about from time to time and how that may, maybe would have kind of jump started, started your career during that time. And, and then ended up my last, you know, my last season, last, I guess, half of the season with, with the Vikings, um, with, with Minnesota. So say all that to say I played four years and you know I, after that season man I kind of gave myself like a, a window of you know I'm gonna continue to work out but if I don't you know if I don't get a call after a certain point I'm just gonna hang it up right and and um it, it the phone never rang and I had to make that decision and I'm I'm you know I'm 26 years old at that uh, yeah 26 26 yeah 26 years old at the time 27. And um, that was that was that was tough to come to grips with of you know somebody saying that you can't play anymore, something that you've done ever since you were five years old. You you can't play. You're not good enough anymore. What what is talk about? Because I and I'm not gonna delve off on myself because I I'm really I want to hear what you have to say about this. I, I kind of have a some experience. Yeah, we talked that. about it, yeah. What what yeah. What, is, what is that? 
And again, you use that. I'm going to steal your example about, you know, a surgeon. You know, you perform a surgery all your life. And then somebody tells you, you can't perform surgery anymore. And it's like that when you said that to me, it was just like, I was like I, it like hit me for a second. It was it was one of those yeah. things to where. And especially if you've done it again, and you're not, you weren't just a surgeon. You weren't just, you were you're the a best. top surgeon. You're, you're the, one of you're the, the best, best surgeons. The surgeon in the world. You're, the, you're, you're <laughs> right. You're the best surgeon in the world at the school that you came from. And you've right. done it at a professional level. And then they said, you can't do this anymore. Yeah, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. Had you anymore. had you thought about that? Because had, had you thought, and I know you said you gave yourself a window that you, you know, were going to try. And, Sadly, I and, and it was you. You did. You said one thing that I haven't heard a, a, a lot of enough people probably say is that I'm giving this a, a finite time period. I was like, I'm gonna give it a year, and then I'm gonna do something else. Because we've all seen somebody chasing that thing. And it's one thing, you know, you want to chase your dream, but they chase yeah. it for so long. Look back, yeah, yeah. it's like years have gone by, and you you don't know what to do. Had you thought about what you want to do after that? Had you made any the preparations for? How was that transition from? This is what you do every day. This is, has been like, what does that transition look and feel like? Yeah, I mean, a lot of lot of different factors um, mm. came in that decision. You got to understand, man, I, I, that, I was 27, but I was married at 26. And so wife, she still, she was working at Vanderbilt, still does to this day. We wanted to start a family. We wanted to stay in Nashville. Um, I was thinking, thinking about it from an aspect of if I, continue to try to chase this, you just never know what's going to happen, right? And, and nothing is guaranteed. And if I get picked up by somebody, then we're moving again. And and I, I've just yeah. seen it happen too many times. You might be there for two weeks. And then, so I, did, I gave myself a window. And also I had a, I had a, um, a teammate of mine, man. He, um, he retired two years before I finished. And we were just friends, you know, friends off the field. And he got into pharmaceuticals, right? And at the time, I didn't know what the hell pharma. I didn't know what that. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what pharmaceutical sales was. Like, what? What is that? What is and it? so we were talking one one during the off season, and he was just frank with me, man. He was an old, you know, he was old. He was a defensive lineman, good dude, just a vet that he knew I was struggling in my career, right? Like he, you know, we would talk all the time, and he was like, you know, young fella, you know. I don't know what's going to happen in your career. Your career might might make the turn for the best, and you might play ten years or twelve years. But you need to start thinking about what you're going to do after you're done, right? You need to start setting yourself up for the future. You're married. I know you want to have kids, um, and so I just started asking him, you know, what what do you do? Like, I see you, you know, you you know, you're in soups, and you, you know, what what do you do? And he said, I'm, you know, I'm pharmaceutical sales, right? I was like, what's that? He was like, well, just, just ride with me for a couple of days. And so I did one, you know, a Tuesday or Wednesday of, of the off season, just went around the offices with him and kind of see what he did. And I was like, man, I can do that. Like, I, cause I never saw myself after I was done being in a office working and not, not to say there's anything wrong with it because my wife does like, I just couldn't see myself working a nine to five. But you know what like, you what, what you are, and that's important right. to know what you can yeah. pull yourself. That's that's setting yourself up for failure if you know you don't want to do that. I, I, I couldn't. I could not sit in the office, look at the clock, and like, man, five o'clock. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> I, I knew I couldn't do that. So 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 even though in 
and, and a lot of people know, I guess a lot of people know this, that like I'm not, it's crazy to, to, to say this because of what I do and, you know, I do radio and, and, and I basically talk for a living as far as sales and talk about my products and, and all this good stuff. But I'm, I'm, I'm really an introvert. Like I, I'm not, I'm not like this talk, very talkative guy. Right. Um, but I, I felt like I could do that job and, and do it well and use, use my mind. And at that point, you know, I was not getting jaded about athletics, but I wanted to do something outside of athletics. I wanted to say, I wanted to prove to myself I could be more than, and again, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with being a coach and being in athletics, but for me, I wanted to step away from athletics and use Absolutely. my degree and say, I can do this. I can do more than play football or just be a, you know, former football player and do something, you know, connected to athletics. Um, and that's, that's kind of the career path I chose. And it was, it was difficult, man. You know, um, after I was done, like that, that next year, JC, like that year following, I re, you know, following, I re, you know, when I retired, I don't remember that year. Like, I don't remember <laughs> Like I don't remember like who won the Super Bowl. Okay. I don't remember. Like, I didn't watch football. I didn't watch. I didn't even watch Tennessee football. Like I yeah. didn't. I, I didn't enjoy it. Like I didn't. Like it just brought too many. It was too fresh for me. It, it was that was that was ninety nine for me when I came away. You know, I told you this when I came home from Canada. You know, a lot somewhat really similar with you know injury. How how I ended up there, and I just you kind of detach yourself from what's reality. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to see anybody. I, I, it was the same thing. I felt like I disappointed people. I felt like I let them down. I I just did not, I didn't know what I was doing, didn't know where I was going. And I told you, I was I was sitting in my car when I remember came, I came back, I was sitting out in front of my mom's house. Still yeah. had stuff packed. It hadn't even unpacked, like stuff was just still in there. And I was just sitting there like, I sat there for hours. It was like 2.30 when I finally broke down. It was like 2.30, 3 o'clock. And I just cried because I didn't know what I was going to do. I I didn't know what my next step was. I literally did not know what I was going to do the next day. And it's like my mom, scary is the exact word for it. Because everything, and, everything, we're, we're so used to structure. Like we've we've had structure ever since we were were little, right? So and tell you know people having things agendas set for us and right um that it was a scary situation because you know I, I i we talked about this too even though i knew i felt like i that's what i wanted to do as far as pharmaceutical i didn't have any work experience like i i, I worked at you know the the olympic center uh with, with captain rowan for one summer that doesn't trans you know what i'm saying like i didn't have any real work experience so right. I, I i i joke with people like in the industry, you know, my, you know, my coworkers now that like, if they were to see my resume that I pulled out in front of these big time companies, like, <laughs> like I, <laughs> I don't even know how I get, you know, I, I understand how I got let in the door, you know, because of my name, but, but I, I would go to these, I would go to these interviews. Right. And I would always get down to the last interview and um, you know, I would lose out because, you know, I didn't have any work experience. So I kind of, I, I said, okay, I'm gonna stop 
interviewing for these big companies. Because these were like big time companies at the time that I was interviewing for. And I would get in the door because of who I was, right? But my work history, work history or lack thereof always um, get me at the end. So I just kind of stopped doing that. I use the same principles. Because football teaches you a lot, right? A lot of principles in football that you can apply to everyday life, right? So I just, I said, okay, I didn't make it to the NFL without working for it, right? Like you have to work and get good at something. So I stopped, I stopped interviewing for pharmaceutical companies. I walked into this, this, um, this company called, I won't name the company, but it was a water company, like basically selling water jugs, right? And so I remember walking into, I was looking at, I was looking at the paper. That's when we were still reading. I was kind of dating myself. So I was looking at the, the paper. I was like, <laughs> I saw this job opportunity. It's like the sales job. And I remember walking. You had a classified? You had a classified? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah I'm certain. Man. I'm old, man. I'm old. Man. And so I, I remember looking at the, the opportunity. I was like, I'm just going to drive there and just kind of see. And so when I walked into the, the office, the manager almost fell out of his chair. Like, like almost like, what are you doing in here? And I was like, well, I'm, I saw that you guys have an opportunity. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of explained to him, you know, what the reason why I was there and the reason why I wanted this opportunity, because I said, I wanted, I need some, just some hardcore sales experience, so. door to door, cold calling. I, 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 that's what I want because I need that, kind of like that backbone like that that foundation you went to training camp you went to like training right back to training camp. Back to right the bases. back to the basics yeah. because for one I, I did it for two reasons I, I needed that that foundation and two I wanted in my mind I didn't want somebody to you eventually give me a job just because yeah. of who I was I wanted yeah, to show it. hey man I I stepped outside of myself I humbled myself to a point where I'm knocking on doors, right? To like to sell, like knocking on businesses. Um, and then ended up knocking on the door of this insurance company. Um, it's a pretty big insurance company and, and started talking to the general manager about, you know, water systems and all this good stuff. And um, he said, you know, you, you can be really good at what you do. We have this really great training program. If you, stick with me for, you know, year, two years, um, you'll be set up for success. I was all in, did that, did really well with insurance, um, started interviewing again, got a job, and, and 16, 17 years later, I'm a therapeutic area manager and, and doing really well, man. So um, I just use, again, I just use those same principles, man. You got to kind of you have to work hard, man. Nothing is given to you. Um, I'm, I'm but you know something else, JK? <clears throat> Sorry, I'll interrupt. But you know something no, else no. that you said when you were, you're not a talkative person, and that, that's kind of your introvert. You That's like you in football. You in the locker room, you walking around. Okay, you you were quiet there, but you weren't, you know, it's a different, when you get on the football field, it's like it's something different. That's, that's the same kind of parallel. You walking around, you weren't one of the talkative guys and just – Bumping your guns, but you know it's different. You get on the field, it's like, boom, you turn. It's the on. same with what I do now. Like you know, when I get on a, on, you know, when I do my day to day, or when I get on, you know, podcasts like yourself or radio, and something that I'm passionate about, something I'm knowledgeable about, I can talk all day. But um, but I'm proud. I'm 
I say all that to say I'm proud of that story because I, I was in a bad place for a year, man. And, you know, even though I had an idea of what I wanted to do, um, just to, just coming to grips on your football career being over, that disappointment, um, you know, yourself and you feel like you, you, you letting a lot of people down and your family and all that good stuff. It, it took me a year or two. Really, my wife kind of, she was like, okay, man. I, I, I gave you a year now. Man. So, I mean, I mean, you do something. You know what I mean? Let's go. So she was, she was basically coach forward. Like, like, all right, man. I, we, we, you, congratulations, you, you made it to the NFL. You played four years. <laughs> Good. Uh, I know well, who you are. Where? Yeah, but but it, it, it's time to go. It's, it's time, time to, go. to do something. It, and, and I told you this, and I like when I I've heard some of that, and when I hear it again, it it does something to me. And I told you, part of the motivation for me even have, getting on this platform, and I I told others I, I don't want to talk just to talk. It for me it needs to mean something. The conversation sure. needs to mean something. It needs to either somebody telling their story, inspire somebody else to do something, because we all have different stories to where we've been to the highest of the highs and lowest of the lows. But I wanted, I wanted people to hear and see you go through that, how you came through it, and like where you're standing there right now. That this, that story is, again, one of the main reasons why I do this, what I do, because a lot of people, they know Joey Kent, the, everything that we talked about earlier, but I guarantee you, out of the, the people that's watching this, not everybody knew, knew that story. Not everybody understood the struggle. They, they see you successful now, smiling now, but they don't understand that there's sometimes a dark road to get through that and just what it takes and what type of person you have to be to get there. And I, and I say that to, again, to us, there's a lot of us being yeah. full, ex-athletes, ex-football players. They don't, they're, they're stuck in the, in the darkness. They don't know where to go. Sometimes they don't understand that they can overcome it. You, there's the stories of people who didn't make it. And I think oh, some people like to talk about that more so yeah. than uh, these other stories. Just can just talk about that in general. Just like one of those things. Just I, I know you gave us the details of it, but just that overcoming and just finding a different way to be successful when the thing that you might have loved, the thing that you want to do didn't work, finding another path to it. I, I think that one of the most important things, JC, is just having that support system too. You know, I had a you know I come from a, a two parent household. Um, my father's passed. You know, he passed away 11, 12 years ago now, but. I had that support of my my parents, um, you know, my my brother, my my sister, my my. I have really good friends. Like I have like so many. Like it's lucky you lucky to have like two main guys or best friends. Yeah. But I have like sets of main guys. Like I, yeah. I have a really good support system that that during that time, man, that didn't care. Like I was. Joey Kemp, and still don't. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, they, the they, they the, the real is they don't care. They, they, they don't, don't care. They, they, they don't care about that. Yeah, they but they supported me, and um, and you know that that aspect of it really, and a lot of people don't have that. And so I'm lucky in the aspect that I had, you know, parents, I had friends, I had family, I had all that support system to kind of bring me through. Um, but you also have to have the kind of want to yourself. Right. And you have to, you know, obviously you think about things that you should have done or could have done or things would have changed. But at some point, man, you have to you got to quit looking behind. Like I, I love talking Tennessee football and 
and, you know, stuff that happened, all the great stuff that happened. But at some point, man, you have to look ahead and say, hey, this is what I want to do. This is the path I want. This is the type of man I want to be. This type of all that good stuff, man. That's what I did, man. I just I felt like I I needed to kind of, you know, recenter myself. Right. And um, it, it was it was difficult, but. Man, that's the beauty of it now, man. You you know, you see the other side of it and you're able to talk about it. You know, at, at one point, man, I, I couldn't tell the story. I couldn't because I was embarrassed, right? Like I know. I I, I, I I was embarrassed. There's still parts of it. I'm still like I tell yeah, right. pieces of it. Right. I, I don't even know. Like, yeah, there's parts so I absolutely understand that. Yeah. You, you feel you feel embarrassed, man, because you know, because you know, people it, people look at me sometimes like, you know, you, you think about the times at Tennessee and, you know, all the good times, but, you know, people don't see the other side sometimes. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, the struggles that you might, you might have, but, um, you know, God is good. And, you know, and, you know, I, I'm living a, a, you know, an awesome life now, you know, you still, I, I would be lying that, you know, every now and then you, you, you kind of think back on, on your plan and things that you should have done or could have yeah. done. Or I'd be lying if I, if I didn't have those moments. Yeah. But then I look at my I, I daughter. I told you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just said, I, I just said, then I look at my daughter and I look at my kids and I, and I, I, I have a, you know, I'm gainfully employed. I have a business. I'm doing all these other things. This is where I this is where I should be, right? I mean, this is this is the, this is the plan. This is the path that, that God led me to mm-hmm. here, and I got to make the most of these this opportunity now. I I can't change what happened back then. You think about it, right? But it's done. You can't change that now. Okay, and I well, I told you because for a long time, for years and years, I lied to myself like oh, I didn't have any regrets and yeah yeah and yeah. I had the, yeah. it was one of those like son, yeah. stop lying to yourself. It's like I did regret it, but. I, I, when I say when people ask me a lot of times like would you change anything I would absolutely wouldn't because it made me who I am and put me where I am. If someone asked me that like around my wife or daughter about playing football, she, my daughter says she's like no because then we would we we might not you might not have had yeah. that, so we yeah, would yeah, yeah. and she but she's absolutely right. Every everything that I did it, even from the smallest thing put me on the path to meeting them to, to being where I like it's everything so I had to first say it's okay to would say you know I, I feel bad about what happened and you know maybe you know could have happened a different way or I could have done something different I, I had to make myself be okay with saying that but also I'm more than happy you know where I am right now and just understand I stay away from <clears throat> I stay away from people with that attitude of man I you know if this would have happened that would well it didn't, man. <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't. Because so, we all have it, Right. It's like, funny you say that about the... Talk about football yeah. and, 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 and stuff that happened in the past. And I get it. I get it. And it's... And again, I can't take that. Yeah. I, 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 I can't... I, I can take it too... Much a I little bit. With, you know, some of my guys, yeah. right? I, I do that. that I, I do, man. But at some point, man, we're... we're I'm 46 years old. Like, we're 25 yeah. years removed from you know from 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 ball like (laughs) from ball yeah we're we're, we're men like we've got families like like, so we we have it's 
It's funny you mentioned the groups of friends. It's like, I, I'm not going to disassociate with them just because they, some of them can't let it go. But I have friends that I know the minute we get together, we, we go back to a certain place and they're not going to leave that yeah. place. We don't, yeah, yeah. They don't know certain things. They don't know stuff. Like, we've been friends for th- to whatever, 20 plus years. They don't know things about me right now. They don't know my wife's name. They don't know my daughter, what she yeah. does, things like that. No, that's that group of friends. But then there's the group that we talk about other things. We may rarely talk about football. It's more about life and situation and things of that nature. But and, and that's okay. I just know I have like different sets of friends. Yeah, yeah. Just surround yourself with <clears throat> man. Just you know, just just good people, man. That's I mean, I I have some really good friends, man, and we we have a good time, man, and and just enjoy each other. And because life is fragile, man. You, you see what's yeah. happened over the last year or so, man. You just who would who would have thought? You know, if you said in ni- uh, 2019 that all this stuff would have happened, the whole world would have shut down for two months, and you you would call him a fool. Like, like nah, fool. man, it's, it's, it's no it way. Is. It's no way all this stuff would have happened, but it, it did. And a lot of people lost, lost their lives, lost their family, lost their, their jobs. And um, so you just got to be grateful, man, and, and, and put plans in place to if something were something like that were to happen. Yeah. You know, you're able to withstand those those, those battles. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's a lot of what came out of it. It, it was it was tough, and I, I'm never going to say because people did lose their lives. You know, it's it's hard to say. You know, taking something good out of that, but you you have to take the situation and understand that you know that's part of life. It it really put perspective on things for mm-hmm. for me, and it 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 slowed. I I I was actually able to do a lot of things in 2020 that I probably wouldn't have done. I know 100%. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't 100%. have done it if I, because I'm moving so fast. I'm. I never had a chance to sit down. It, it made people sit down and just look in the mirror, reassess what's around you, what's close to you, and it 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 revealed a lot of things for a lot of people. It, for me, it just it reinforced. I'm with the person I'm around the people that I that the people that are really really close to me. Yeah. That the only people I, it reinforced that I'm with the right people in the right place. Um. I, pers- I, I use that time for personal development. I, I like I, I read more that time that you know that I had. Yeah. I used to love reading. I have I haven't read. I started back reading. Started back taking class. Like I, like it makes you sit down. You have to assess and make the best of that situation and just try to weather that storm and, and prepare for it. Be better because we weren't prepared for that. So no. we try to be better prepared the next time yeah. and again. I, I, I'm with you, man. That you know again. You know talking about kids and you know trying to take advantage of the time man like this summer was like like it was the best summer for me because obviously the kids can go anywhere so we spent so 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 my wife I, I don't know if you know this so she is a she's a critical care um, manager right so she works at Vanderbilt so she worked a lot like so when everybody was in like you know when you know most companies were you know you're working from home or whatnot she was, she was going to work every day, like four days, four or five days a week on COVID floors and all that oh, good man. stuff. So a lot of times it was just me and the kids. Like, and so we spent so much time together. We, every night we had a, 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 a free throw shooting contest, like every single night of the summer, like <laughs> me, my son and my daughter, like, like stuff like yeah. that, that you can't, yeah. like you can't get back. Like you, there's no way we would have done that if it wasn't, yeah. if we didn't have to sit down. And um, start start a business. You know, I, my business partner and I, man, started this company called That Legendary Play. 
And we, but we talked about that concept for two years prior. And we'll always say, man, we need to start this. We need to start this. Uh, let's do this. We'll, we'll, we'll start at this certain point. But we were, you know, in March, we're, you know, both of us are pharmaceutical um, representatives and we worked together for like seven or eight years prior. So we were just really good friends. We always said we wanted to do something together as far as business. And so we were both sitting at home like, why not? Like, why not just start, just start it? That right. legendary play is one of the dopest ideas. I, I, I tell people that. out there how to find it because if they haven't seen it already, they probably have. If they don't, they need to. And I just, appreciate that, I, man. Yeah. I, yeah, I appreciate that. It's um, it's that legendary play. You can find it on that legendaryplay.com. You can find it on um, that legendary play on Instagram. And you can follow me on Twitter at um, Joey Kent on Twitter. And all the links are up. But it's basically, man, so the concept started was you know, Tennessee has legendary plays. And so we started with play number one and it's an 18 by, by 24 print of X and like a, a graph of X's and O's of a- Like a coach's board. Diagram, yeah. Like a coach's board, yeah. like a diagram of a play. So we started with play number one, then we went to national championship, diagram that out, and then um, did the Hail Mary. And we were just gonna really just kind of cater to Tennessee. And then we were like, Wait a minute. That's why not? I mean, every school has legendary plays, right? Yeah. And so, you know, we kind of mapped out, you know, different schools. You know, Alabama, Florida, LSU, Auburn, Georgia. Um, eventually, now we we have Texas, Ohio State, Florida State. You know, all you know, we have fifteen different schools now that we've kind of graphed out their legendary plays, man. And it's been a blessing, right? And um, it's it's kept me active. You know, it's 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 a business and I, you know, people say don't start a business with your friends, but it's, it's been fun. You know, it's been fun. Um, it's been well received. Um, we, we, we kind of pride ourselves on customer service and getting every nuance of the play right. Like every, like we have arguments on, we listen to like the announcer, what he says on a particular play because that's on the print, like, Okay, did he say it or did he say oh. it? You know what I'm saying? Like every, <laughs> every nuance is on the play from the from the score to the, the exact time, every the stadium. It's been a it's been fun, man. And and we're gonna continue this concept, you know, and develop relationships and get, you know, um, eventually get these this this idea and this and this um, business and into stores and all that good stuff. But it's been it's been a blessing, man. I appreciate you asking about that though. Oh, absolutely. I, I told you when, it first, when I first saw it, I was like, wow. And I told you when it first, I was like, this was like the dopest idea. I appreciate it's, it. It's, it's an it, easy concept. It's, it's, it's really going to take off, man. But you're, I, but you're so, but like, people tell you, if you enjoy what you're doing, you, you, it's not like work for you. It's like, I can tell that's something. When you can tell when people talk about things, they start to light up about it. That's something you're passionate about. And I'm, I'm happy for you, man. I'm really, really happy. Thank you. For you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I got I to gotta send you um your national championship prep, man. So just text me your. Text me your info and I'll, I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you one. So I, I, I need to I need to be on the wall, man. I need to be on the wall. That's right. We're gonna talk about that. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So I, I want I want I want you to do this because I know. Well, I didn't want to spend a lot of time um, today because I know there were other things. Just you know, talking about Tennessee and because everybody knows about that. But you know, because you have so many fans and, and people love the Tennessee fans love you so much, man. Just to take us out of here, just give them a you know a final word and just you know whatever you want to say to close us out today. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's been um it's been a fun ride, man. I you know I you know growing up in Alabama, I, I never dreamed that you know that I would be sitting here like having conversation of, about my career at Tennessee. Like that's something that you just you know, kid coming from Alabama, you just never would think that, and especially move me. You know, being I was six one, one hundred and sixty pounds my freshman year, and red shirt, and and I was looking around like, man, do I do I belong? Right? Do I belong at the University of Tennessee because we had so much talent back then? And you know, being red shirt and going against you know playing on the scout team and going against first team defense every single day, and starting to develop confidence because I'm like, man, if I can do this against our number one defense as a scout team player, I I think I can be okay and just. Having really good coaches, Kippy Brown, I, I consider him like the best coach I've ever had because he he was tough, but he was fair. He taught me so much. He taught me the position. He taught me how to compete. Like everything that that I know came from him. So I owe a lot to him and you know, you know, having teammates like yourself. And we just had so much talent back then, man. And you know, you you just you you you're hopeful. You know, it's been a it's been a tough what, 12 years, 12, 13 years with the program. It's been tough. And I, you know, I don't want to, you know, kind of get into that, but um, you're, you're hopeful that at some point that, you know, we'll have, you know, the, the leadership from the top and then have, you know, coaches that, that care about their players and develop them. And, um, and you get that sense of pride of Tennessee again, because we all come, like you're from South Carolina, I'm from Alabama. Like yeah. even though Tennessee's um, talent is a lot better now, you 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 still have to recruit outside of Tennessee to be yeah. good, and and to have young men to come in from different parts of the company country buy in, represent that team, give their all for Tennessee, care about the program, fight for your brother. I want that's what I want the most for those young men to have that same sense of pride and unity and wins and smoking cigars and having, the cigar. locked, you know, I, yeah. I, I want, I want that so bad oh, for those guys because their experience is totally different from our experience. It's just, yeah. and, and there's different times too, right? I mean, it's different times, you know, time. social media, you know, all that stuff. We were in a bubble back then because we didn't have right. all that stuff. We knew what we knew. But we knew we, we knew we'll, we, we would fight each other, but we'll fight. <laughs> right. We'll, you, you, I'm not going to let somebody else fight right, you. Right, right, I'll right, fight you, right. but nobody else is going to fight right, you. Right, right. So I, I want that so bad for these young men um, to experience what Tennessee, what when, when Tennessee is good. And, and um, when Tennessee is good, I mean, it's nothing like it. It's nothing like it, man. Uh, you know, we're, we're biased. You know, we're biased. And, you know, Alabama people say the same thing. USC, Texas. You know, Miami guys would say the same thing about about their programs, but when Tennessee good, when Tennessee's good, and throwing that orange, there's nothing like it's right. It's all right, right, man. And I, I'm I'm ready for it, man. And, and and you know, you know, for the fans, and we hate to admit this, but it's still going to take some time. We have to get this this hire right. We have yeah. to. These two. We don't get this hire right, right? If we don't get it right this time. It could be a long, like it could be a long time. If we get it right, still gonna take some time. These young men to buy in, get the get leadership from the top. 
you know, Tennessee can can you know compete again. But I'm 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 waiting for that day, bro. I'm waiting for it. Absolutely, absolutely. We're all waiting for that day. But yeah. J.K. Do it, man. I appreciate you taking the time out because I know again with family things you have have going on. I really appreciate you coming on, sharing your story, and just is inspiring people and just like I said, humanizing what you know you, you're a hero to people, but just letting them know that you're human as well and just showing them a different side of it and just, you know, telling your story. I really appreciate that, my brother. Yeah, man, thank, thank you for having me, man. I, I think you, I mean, you have something with what you're doing right now. I, I love the concept because I think you make it comfortable for people, right? And you make it relatable and, and you make it safe. Like, I, we can talk forever because... I'm going to call you back. You're coming back. You, I hate <laughs> you, yeah, so, you know. I love what you're doing. Congratulations, man. If you if you ever need anything from me, just you know, just reach out, man. I, I'm here. Absolutely. Appreciate that. And I appreciate everybody else for tuning in to another episode of the Cold World Podcast. Thank you. We'll check with you soon. <laughs>